0: Hello and welcome to Upstream with Jim and John, father and son conversations about discipleship and culture in the Pacific Northwest. I'm John. And I'm Jim. And today we are going to talk about moral absolutes.
1: Yes. We're Black to-
0: and white just
1: black and white in a gray world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think this is going to be a really fascinating conversation, and hopefully, it will encourage and help people think, and hopefully, it will not frustrate our religious friends who think there is a simple answer
0: to every complicated question. Yeah. I might How's be, that for a teaser? Well, I might be one of those religious friends, so we will we'll we'll. Well, well see I'm going to set happens. you free, John. <laughs> First, it is story. It's joke story, Joker story time, yeah. and it's your turn. Please tell me you do not have a joke. I don't have a joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think we maybe should just cut the jokes out. No, because I've got too. some. I've got some great jokes. I really doubt that that's the case. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm sure you. Have I'm going to bring jokes. tears to
1: your eyes. Are oh, you going to laugh so hard something's going to fly out of your nose? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I, so. I'm gonna, next time, it's my turn,
0: I will tell a joke instead of a story, and I'm going to blow your mind. <laughs> I'll remind you of this. This joke, actually, or this story, no, I'm all turning around, did bring a tear to my eye. This is a story that was very emotional for me at the time, which is oh. very funny now.
1: Oh, it's funny now, but yes. it was emotional then.
0: Yeah, well, I was very. I was young. I was, you would, if you remember the story, you would know. We were in Colorado, uh, and I was, I'm going to guess I was beneath 10 years old. I mean, I guess I was between six, six and ten. Okay, um, and uh, we, you and I, for whatever reason, were at a Safeway. Oh, uh, the in Littleton, and uh, yeah, I, I no idea why we were there. But I, you know, I had no reason to know. I was a little kid. I was I'm trying going, to remember where in the world a Safeway is in Littleton. I don't, it's
1: uh, it was, we always went to uh, what was that store? Uh, Albertsons. No, there was a store in Highlands Ranch. Had the gas station at McDonald's in front, the grocery store behind
0: it. Uh, uh, blockbuster used to be yeah, right yeah, there yeah. yeah yeah um what's the name of that store that's the one we always went to well this was a different one i remember it was uh very it was uh ran the length of the road it was very visible yeah um and we would drive past it my you know i wasn't driving when we were there so my geography of the place is kind of all mm. over but it was closer to the starbucks that we'd always oh, always
1: i know where you're talking about yeah i sure do it's in lone tree actually
0: okay yeah i love
1: yeah. that store sue never liked shopping there but i liked it
0: yeah well, that's probably why there's I was a there McDonald's with you. in
1: that parking lot too. <laughs> I know every grocery yeah. store in the proximity of a McDonald's. Yeah, everyone
0: within ten square miles of that house. You probably knew. <laughs> okay, so I'm interrupting okay. your story. No, you're so, good. so we're at Safeway. Helps with the context if anyone lives there or sure. been there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you're going about getting groceries probably for some gathering or something, mm-hmm. and uh, and I, I don't know why we were separated, but I was just walking around, and uh, they have the soup stations. Oh. You know?
1: You loved
0: that soup. It was station. good. It was great. The The soup is good.
1: And What to was a, your favorite? Because they always had a, a tomato soup mm-hmm. and they had this, uh,
0: like a cheddar broccoli soup that was really good. Probably cheddar broccoli. Yeah. But I love tomato soup with crackers. So oh. there's no telling. Uh, you can't go wrong. But either way, I was hot for the, grilled the cheese. soup. Oh, man. But they didn't have those. It was just the soup. Yeah. And so I see. Soup and some cups, and so I just I just load up one of these cups, the big one too, not the little. Yeah, because they had guy. two sizes. They had the yeah. small. They had the cup, and then yeah. they had the bowl. You guys probably know what we're talking about. You know, it's like at a food court. You yeah, just, you yeah. just bring, and then you pay for the soup. I didn't know that second step, so I just load up a cup, and I'm just eating the soup. <laughs> and so, um, uh, I forget. Either I met you back at the car, or well, out front. Or we something.
1: met we met near the soup, <laughs> but I didn't know you had had soup. And we're walking out, and I'm actually loading groceries in the car. Right when you break the news to me, because I asked, "What you what you been doing?" You said something about I love that soup. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: whatever. What I can't remember that. Part. Yeah, yeah. But I do remember. So so there's a a guy, management at the Safeways, at the, uh, st- standing in the doorway uh, that we can see him from where we parked. Oh. And he's looking, and you say, well, I got to go I got to go talk to him. And you go back, and you probably pay for the soup. Yeah. And then you come back and say, well, he called the cops. And they're going to they're gonna take you back for some questioning. And I just start You believe it. Yeah, yeah. Of course I believed it, because absolute Who morality, knows their dad's a liar. I stole a yeah. bowl of soup. Yeah, you you know,
1: yeah, you did steal it
0: <laughs> even though you didn't know you were stealing and I had was that still stealing if you don't know you're stealing Well, we'll get there, but I just had so much childlike faith in my dad that uh, that was ruined that day
1: yeah. No, it wasn't ruined because <laughs> You still lived in a world where you could take anything you wanted and i'd go in and pay for it. <laughs> yeah I guess but I knew I couldn't take you for your word anymore <laughs> How old was I for that? I don't remember, but I, I had forgotten the story till you started telling it and then I realized I remembered where you were going and it's like, oh, man, I forgot about that because we were in the parking lot. I know we were in the parking lot right, when you when you told me I was when I realized you had eaten that soup <laughs> and and I asked you what size the cup was. and You said, I got the big one, man. <laughs> so I had to go back in and pay for it. I don't remember teasing you when I came out that they had called the cops.
0: Yeah, that's all I remember. That's the only part of the story. Really. Uh, I did not go to jail. No, you didn't. And uh, the soup was and really you had good. that
1: soup many other times, but you paid for it. <laughs> That soup, that, that soup was insanely good. Really? Oh, my goodness, yes. I
0: yeah. was a simple little kid, I guess. And it they had just... those little oyster crackers. You could just I love take those. clumps of those and dump it in the soup. I love those. Oh, that's good. My favorite soup is more cracker than soup. It's mine, like, too. It's like an oatmeal almost. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: mine, too. I get mocked for that.
0: Well, now I know where I got it, I guess. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Sue always says, you like a little soup with your crackers? <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, so... Get moral. us going here. Yeah. So moral absolutes, um, kind of for people to get a feel for how this works. Um, we were both on our way to this little podcasting studio we have at the house, and mm-hmm. I called you and said, what are we What are we talking about today? And you said, moral absolutes. Yeah. That's about well, as far as I've gotten in this conversation. So uh, <laughs> We had talked about
0: it. Uh, we had, because we, we talked
1: about episode ideas all yeah, the time. Yeah. And I remember this being one of them. Frankly, I don't remember where it's going, so I'm really – uh, I'm a little excited
0: and nervous. Sure. So we we were uh, we were at coffee with our good friend Dallas Puckett. Yeah. We'll, we'll name drop him. Uh, and uh, you guys brought up um, an example of a, of a family at a church. You know, like a, a, a I'm sure it happens all the time where uh, they want to get marital counseling. And it's just, and they've been living together and they've had, a, you know, a kid and it's, they're a family and they're, they're, mm. they're a church going, but they're not, you know, they've never been married or if they had been married, not they're to each other. They're living in sin. Exactly. That's where you were going. Uh, I mean, that's the, that's the premise. And it, uh, that's not necessarily important. But what you guys said was that the world's not black and white. And I was kind of, you know, cocked my head a little bit because, because mm. not that everything is simple, but mm-hmm. that everything seems to be that there seem to be no distinctions between no confusions between right or wrong biblically. There are there are uh, no examples I can think of and I haven't, you know, I don't have the whole book committed to memory. So so maybe there are some, but where there is a uh um or morals being, you know, confused. Uh okay. You, <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean, okay? Well,
1: you're saying that. In the I'm, scr- I'm
0: handing you the ball to to, oh. to run with it, and you just stand there and look at me, holding the ball. What do you want from What me? do I do next?
1: <laughs> so uh, I'm trying to understand what you just said. I think you just said that in the Bible, there are not points of moral confusion.
0: Right. Or is people, that what you said? People from the, the instructor, for the moral that you take from it is never confused. So Jesus might come upon people who are, who are, don't, are doing what's right, and they don't understand that. Right. And he will instruct them otherwise. But but it's never saying, hey, sometimes this is good, sometimes it's bad. I see. So uh, it's pretty clear. Right. That example, I don't, you know, if anyone's in that example, I've always thought that if you are, by by marrying people mm-hmm. who are living in sin, quote, unquote, you are bringing them out of sin. You're bringing them, in a way, into right sin Yeah, the, the conversation we were having with Dallas that day,
1: I think, was about scenarios where couples already have children together. Right. And, and I say, as a matter of fact, because we were talking about um, should couples separate
0: uh, right, before the was. wedding day yeah, yeah.
1: and then come back together at their wedding. And I said, in the, you know, in the case of them having kids, to me, they are married mm-hmm. and they're married, certainly in God's eyes and their kids think they're married. So <clears throat> uh, to me, they are functionally married. I would argue now we're getting in a side tangent here for just a moment. That the scriptures would teach if you had sex with her you married her, and that's why, in the old days, mm-hmm. there would be these shotgun weddings. you took my daughter's virginity, you're going <laughs> to sure. marry her, sure uh the two become one
0: and and so um that's a wild right uh deal. I'll bookend that tangent with one of my favorite office quotes where uh <laughs> someone asks what the top leading causes of death in America, and Dwight says shotgun weddings. <laughs> 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 that's hilarious. Yeah. So then, but then you brought up another one because we, we started talking about it a little bit. So classic ethics uh, example, right? Right. Man steals bread to feed his daughter. Yeah, and how the story unfolds. Movies do this to us all the time.
1: Totally. Uh, TV shows where they make you fall in love with the with the villain and actually feel good about his crime. Right, and sympathize with uh, that. The new Joker movie, I've not seen it, but that's one of the concerns was that you felt so wrapped around this mentally ill mm. Uh, character that you begin to feel sorry for him and you sympathize with him. And maybe it's not quite so bad that he kills a bunch of people. (laughs) (laughs) I know it doesn't go that far, but, uh, you know. I haven't seen the movie either. And so this idea, like I say, John, uh, this guy, uh, stole $20 out of a guy's car. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, but he did that because his wife was in labor. And he needed to get a cab to get her to the hospital. Oh well, that's all right. Uh, but she really wasn't his wife. Uh, she's a woman he kidnapped and impregnated. Oh, and she's actually a kidnapped victim. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, yeah, and then you, know, you keep unfolding the story, right. and with every new detail, you start to feel a little bit different about the simple question: Is stealing twenty dollars sure bad? And so the the question becomes: Well, if 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 I can persuade you. Uh, for example, uh, this Christmas at Evergreen, we're going to study the genealogy of Jesus. And in particular, there's these hidden figures in there that are very odd. They're all women. They're not odd because they're women. But uh, <laughs> sure. a, an, an ancient world genealogy did not concern itself with the name of the women. Mm-hmm. It was the lineage of the men. But there's five women mentioned in the genealogy of Jesus. And so we're going to visit their stories. What's what's the story here? Yeah, <clears throat> and
0: um, I forget where I was going with this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> details of the story unfolding. Oh yeah, so different.
1: yeah, so um, as we look at those stories, it's going to be like uh, one of those women is Rahab, the harlot, mm-hmm. and what's she doing in there? Well, she turned out to be the woman in Jericho who hid the spies and lied right. about whether she was hiding them or not. Well, we would say morally. Lying is wrong. Right. And she is never criticized biblically. In fact, she's rewarded. Her and her family and all of their descendants are saved mm-hmm. because she hid the spies. So there's an affirmation of this effort to lie and save these men's lives. Sure. So um, it, can you say lying is wrong? Anybody, any man who's ever been asked by his wife, Does my butt look big in his pants? <laughs> knows that sometimes there is a good time to lie. Right. I, for a while, I was doing... Not that my wife's butt has ever looked big in a pair of
0: pants. No, of course. It's just I see it on TV. <laughs> it's a common joke. <laughs> it's even in that, that Geico commercial with Abe Lincoln. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, for a while, I've, I'm kind of bummed that I fell off of this. But there's this, uh, this free website uh, that was used for a lot of like, um, um, political science classes and stuff. I think I was introduced to it in um, one of my early college classes or late high school classes. I don't remember. But you would create a government. You mm-hmm. could choose off the whole list of every style of government. Oh, I remember you having this assignment. Yeah. yeah, And uh, and you could choose your position, prime minister, king, um, dictator. D- is it a democracy? Is it yeah. a dictatorship? Do is it a monarchy? And every single, it was either every single day or every single week, a new um, thing, yeah. a new uh, a crisis presents itself to you and you choose how your country responds to it. And there's really detailed options. And over time, you see what happened. And what uh, those decisions resulted in. Exactly. And so uh, I remember being frustrated. I made, just for, for fun, I made a theocracy. Oh. I, I made a, not a democracy. You couldn't vote in this place. Right. It was a. Yeah, we could do whatever God says. Yeah, exactly. Uh, to see what this, you know, even what this system could. Yeah. Would, would do with that. And I remember being frustrated sometimes because uh, because the Holy Spirit isn't in this game. You know, the right. the, the hand of God doesn't. Doesn't perform miracles in this game. Right. It is the 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 um uh the concrete things. It is what what statistics would say would happen if you uh, if you make abortion illegal. The women are going to go get them illegally, and your your death rates are going to go up. Early. Right. Right. Infant mortality is going to go up. So and it kind of
1: showed the linkage to the decisions you made, even ones that you made
0: on principle. Right. And it would show you the dark side outcomes of that and, decision. Yeah, and that's not to say that stuff isn't statistically true if right, i if right. i were to make that decision in real life so uh it was interesting and it definitely the whole game was kind of the whole gray area game mm-hmm. and it was it was to show one how difficult legislation is and how you're never going to solve a problem right, entirely right uh but anyway so my point there being that the interaction of god changes things in the world so if i if i was looking at that situation he said with rahab then i would say Well, the biblical answer is probably for her to tell the truth and for God to save the spies so that she honors God and with her faith, God saves the the spies. Are they spies? Is that what the... They are spies and
1: the the, um, police or military come looking for them. But that's clearly not what happened. Well, but you would say, wouldn't that be a better story if she says, uh, yeah, the the spies are here? Or she says... (laughs) These are not the drones you're looking for, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that their eyes would just be closed, yeah. Like they just couldn't see them, right? Um, where maybe she doesn't lie, but she doesn't say anything, exactly. And, and they search the house, and, and they eat. look right at them. Open the closet, there they are, and they don't see them. You know, wouldn't yeah. that be cool? George Mueller. Um, I don't read a lot of biographies. I like to. I, I read. Doesn't matter what I read, but I, I wish I read more biographies and. Uh, the first biography I ever read was a guy named George Mueller, mm-hmm. a wonderful, strong Christian man. He he started a children's home because all these orphans were in his city, and he started bringing them into his home. Sure. And uh, the miracles, it's a kind of these stories of all the ways God provided for him and these kids. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day, um, they had no food to feed them all breakfast. They get up in the morning for breakfast, and they said, what do we do? And he said, set them around the table. So they sat around the table. They had their plates in front of them, and he said, let's give thanks to God. They bowed their heads. They gave thanks to God for the food they're about to eat, uh-huh. and he said amen. When he said amen, there's a knock at the door, and he opens the door, and there's a milk truck driver there, and he said, my truck is broke down, and all my milk's going to go bad if I don't, so you might, I might wow. as well give it away. Would you? Could you use this milk? And they brought the milk in, and he fed the kids. Uh, so wow. you're saying, you know, hold on and be obedient. To moral truth Right Even at the risk of losing And let God show his power Not by you
0: breaking the moral code But by
1: right. God rescuing you
0: Yeah and if we're just doing the numbers game I Again without having the Bible committed to memory mm-hmm. I would put money on those stories Being far more prevalent than The Rahab stories Not that, And mm-hmm. that's not to say that the Rahab story is at all Less miraculous mm-hmm. um, But yeah Yeah uh, so let me is, ask you a question. Exactly uh, is it okay to lie to save your life? Not always. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of answer is that? It's the, so it's the answer, you know, the um, uh, Columbine shooter, you know, going around asking people, do you believe in Okay, now that's not? a
1: different question because that's denying Christ. Hmm. So that's lying, but it's also denying Christ. If she were to say, no, I don't believe in God. That would be not just a lie. That's a denial of Christ. If somebody's about to behead you, hey, renounce Christ, and it'll save your life. Mm-hmm. You can't renounce Christ. So let's do a different one. Okay. Uh, a guy's going to rob your house, and um, you've got Lindsay hidden somewhere, and he says,
0: is there anybody else here? And you say no. Yeah. I would. I mean, I would say no. I can't imagine a scenario where I could force myself to say yes. And would you feel okay? Would you need to repent
1: for lying? Would you feel like God, no, God gets it? I'm I'm okay there. I'd
0: feel pretty okay. I think. Okay. I, would, I, I wouldn't lose sleep about it. Yeah. Is it okay to kill someone? Again, distinctions. This was another thing that I wanted to bring mm-hmm. up. So, uh, you know, the Bible has no qualms clearly with with wartime killings. Mm-hmm. There's no. Uh, um. There's no slash on the wrist. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, murder is uh, uh, more or less entirely renounced. And their justice system worked a lot different, right? So if someone uh, murdered another person, that person's family, the victim's family, could execute the murderer, right? Let's not get wrapped around the actual on that particular part. Where are you going with that? Uh, just the the... The attitude of death in in ancient cultures and and in Jewish culture was different. Um, But so distinctions being between uh, killing and murder and distinctions when you when you start breaking down, uh, you can lie now, but not lie later. As soon as you you say, actually, there aren't absolutes. It's not binary. Then you have to call into question other stuff. Right. So is it possible there are more there are some moral absolutes that are that are binary? Right. And there are some that are not, that are gray. And when you say it was okay to lie that one time, does that call into question, is it ever okay to steal? Is it ever okay to murder? You know, these other questions, is it ever okay to, you know, ones that don't make any sense? Is it ever okay to cheat on your wife? You know, stuff like that. Right. It's like, as soon as you, as soon as you well, call. Well, if somebody said, sleep with this woman or I'll kill your wife. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You know, you can make up these scenarios and you go, well, what then? Well, what then? You know, uh, but let's keep it in the realm of the real world we live in. Sure. So uh, clearly, uh, killing someone in wartime is not the same as murdering someone. Right. When I was in college, through high school, I sold shoes, made a lot of great money. It was a great job, Mm -hmm. commission sales. So I'm in college and I end up – Staying for a summer, and so I got a job selling shoes in Springfield. And I'm working in a department store called Dillard's, and uh, one of my coworkers is this old guy, Charlie. Mm -hmm. And Charlie was a sad man. He just was sad all the time. And I think he was a widower, but I I shared in Christ with him. And he said, God would never accept me. Hmm. Why not? Because I've killed so many people. He fought in World War II, and it was, you know, a lot of hand-to-hand. You're looking a guy in the eye while you kill him. Sure. Uh, if you run out of bullets, you bayonet, you know, thing, whatever. And and he said, I killed so many soldiers. There is no forgiveness for me. And we had this conversation about war versus non-war. And he said, uh, I got to go home to my wife, and that guy did. Hmm. He doesn't hate me. I don't hate him. He loves his country. I love mine. He could not get past it. So in some of these cases, the question isn't, and probably maybe all of them, it doesn't matter what everybody else thinks. How do you reconcile this
0: with God? And how does this align with the principles of God? Yeah. Well, Um, and I didn't mean not to say that you go home and sleep like a baby after oh sure yeah just whether or not it's it's but you're not guilty yeah exactly so would you say you know we're kind of dancing around it is there absolute right and wrong to in every in every situation I, i i'm not sure let's play with
1: this okay um if a guy breaks into your home and he has a knife and you have a gun i mean if he's about to shoot you i think that's a different thing sure But if he's trying to rob your house, he didn't come there to kill you. He came there to steal from you. Um, Should you shoot to kill, shoot to wound, let him take stuff and go away and then call the police Um, or try to restrain him in some way without hurting him, but actually restrain him until the police can get there? Um, You could say, well, I'm justified to kill an intruder. Mm -hmm. The law says I am. If he's in my house, he's intruding, and I'm in danger. I am legally justified to kill him. Sure. Uh, I I know of one woman I met years ago who a man broke into her home and raped her. And the entire time he's raping her, she is telling him how much Jesus loves him and that Christ died for him and that God wanted to redeem him. He finally stopped what he was doing and tears running down his face, and he fell over on the floor against the wall, and he, he said, I'm so sorry, and he felt terrible. She mm. she said, I'm going to call the police, but I'd like to make you some food. Are you hungry? And and he sat there, and she fed him breakfast till the police came. Holy moly. And you can say, you know, uh, should this not be the Christian response, is to risk your life to trust the miraculous activity of God rather than another person's life right. say she had had a gun under her pillow or something um, which i don't remember her saying she had the ability to hurt him but she occupied her entire process in that moment sharing Christ and trusting Jesus with her future I don't know how a person right. <laughs> you know has that in them
0: yeah so uh what what's your thought about that like well that's exactly what I'm saying so that's the and again, a little different because she might not have had the ability to to Kill shoot him guy, or whatever, yeah. yeah, but that's what I was saying with the absolute morality stance, where it doesn't matter the complicated situation mm-hmm. that in the in the ideal sense, not to say that I could do anywhere close to what she was doing uh that you would have the faith to uh to stand by absolute morals in the in the most complicated situations. Mm-hmm. And those situations get really ugly and I don't have answers to those questions,
1: you know. So, so far we're talking about lying, mm-hmm. you know. Um, is it, is it always wrong to lie? Mm-hmm. Is it always wrong to take someone's life? Is it except in war? Is it always wrong to take something that doesn't belong to you? Right. Yeah. Are, are there others? These these seem to be. I don't well, know how many of these of all, there are.
0: A lot of them aren't as complicated, right? So it's like, like I said, adultery. I can't think of a complicated scenario for that. Short it's of, never right. So the question is
1: is a crime a crime? A crime? A crime is always a
0: crime. Yeah. And what I don't mean for this to become is like a, a judgmental thing mm-hmm. where it's like, no, you did something wrong. But in your own, in your own peace, right? In your own uh, um, grasp of just human existence to think I know that, that I, I believe that what the Bible says about right and wrong is true. And when things confront that, how you handle that, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, even, um, abortion, which I hate talking about, but I'm the one who brought it up earlier, you know, a uh, 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 child who's going to be, uh, stillborn. They can say that, you know, the doctors can say, I know that this baby is, you know, is not going to make it. And then, you know, you have the woman force her to carry it to term and deliver it. That's not exactly a, an easy thing, and it's even worse when the the health of the mother's at risk. And oh, so, the, the, yeah, those are the, the the most popular ones are situation of rape. Uh, I got pregnant by rape, or uh, the mother's going to die if you carry this baby to term. Right, and that one. So that absolutist angle is well, just pray, 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 and have faith, and maybe both of those people will come out on uh-huh. you know right side up. Uh-huh. Um, but I I don't know the answer to that. So uh, are there situations where it's not that, where you can't rely on the absolute morality? So it wasn't that many episodes ago we talked about meat
1: sacrificed to idols. Mm-hmm. This would be one of the questions of, the, of that particular era of the New Testament. Is it okay to eat meat sacrificed to idols? And Paul's answer was, I don't know if it was or wasn't. I'm giving thanks to God for it. It's steak. I'm eating it. Uh, but for other people, that's go. I am not touching that meat because it might have been sacrificed to idols, and I should not participate in pagan worship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So this is the same thing of the moral absolute is we don't worship false idols. We don't. We don't. We don't worship gods. We worship the God. Sure. And so the question is: Is eating meat that has been sacrificed to a false god is that participating in false god worship? And the answer appears to be depends. On how you look at this and where your heart is with God. Now that's uh, more—that's less concrete than is lying a sin. Mm-hmm. We are told, "Thou shalt not lie." It's one of the ten. <laughs> right? You know, you will not give false witness. And so the the biblical truth is, you shall never lie. When you study uh, languages, I know a little bit of Spanish, and I know some even less biblical Greek.
0: Mm.
1: And when I was learning Greek, um, and it's Koinonia Greek, so it's it's a dead language; that it's not a spoken language sure. anymore. Um, you learn all these rules, and um, it's like I before E except after C. Is that how this? <laughs> I think so. But honestly, there's so many exceptions
0: <laughs> to that rule.
1: Right, to the right. And that's what happens matter. in these languages. They'll tell you this is the rule for that, and then except in this case. Oh, right. In the Greek language, Hellen- Hellenistic Greek. There is one word in the entire language that obeys all the rules, Hmm. one, (laughs) and it's the word luo, to loose. That word follows the rules every time. It's the only word in the entire language that does play by every rule of the Greek language. Weird. All of the others have an exception in some way. You can look at morality in many cases like this. Hey, here's the rule. You don't lie. Mm -hmm. but in the case where somebody's gonna die if you tell the truth about that person right now you need to factor weigh that in because there's one thing to lie to someone for your own benefit it's one thing to lie to someone to mislead them on purpose so that they'll reach a different conclusion when you're talking about saving someone's life by telling a mistruth misleading misguiding telling a lie um I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that's going to be okay. That's the exception to the rule. Sure.
0: But the rule is still a rule. So that doesn't, for you, that doesn't uh, Im- impeach the, the strength of the other rule. Of, it does of not. Okay. It doesn't. Now, I also believe it's possible that if you
1: say, I will not lie, even in that case, and I'm going to trust God to rescue me, I think there's nothing wrong with that either. That might even be a higher road. So uh, here's an uh, interesting thing for me, my personal conviction about um, marriage, divorce, and adultery. Jesus made it clear that in the case of adultery, you can dissolve the marriage. Sure. But he said the reason Moses gave you a certificate of divorce is because of the hardness of your heart.
0: Hmm.
1: And that, and then when you read um, Ephesians and it talks about the purpose of marriage and how marriage is a picture of Christ, of God's love for the church. Um, the, the ultimate God desire is that adultery would not be grounds for divorce. It would be grounds for forgiveness. Hmm. And so my personal commitment, I do not require this of people. Right. I do not put this on others because Jesus gave the escape clause that that your hearts are too hard. And I say this because my wife's never cheated on me and I have not been tested. And so I readily confess. I'm not sure I could live up to the standard I'm about to explain. Sure. But my personal belief, my personal conviction is that I will not give my heart to another woman until my wife is dead. Because I think that's what most honors God. It's what, uh, it's what covenant is about. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep my covenant before God, even if Sue breaks it a thousand times. Right, and I will pray for her, and I'll wait for her, and and I might even kick her out of the house. You know, I, I might I might not let her live with me while she's living in this chaos. But mm-hmm. I will wait till she's dead to give up on her.
0: But you wouldn't hold others in 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 a situation of adultery. You wouldn't hold them to that. Center. No way, no way. Because Makes of our sense.
1: hardness of hearts. Um, but I know what God has done for me he has He has tolerated my adultery over and over and over again, and I think that if I could hit this bar, it would bring the most glory to God. It would demonstrate God's love for us. Does that mean everybody ought to do that? No, it doesn't. Jesus said, "Hey, when this covenant's been broken, you are released from the covenant." Uh, so I, I think there may be some moral Ways to look at these things sure. that way. Is there some insanely high bar that would give God an opportunity for the miraculous, where I'm not going to break His rule, mm-hmm. even if it costs my life or that person's life? I don't think I could do that. Yeah, and so, but I think that could be somebody's standard.
0: Well, hey, let's do our our commercial break real quick. All right, and then uh, we'll we'll bring it home and do our takeaways. Sounds good. Afterwards.
2: Upstream is supported by the faithful members of the Upstream team, listeners who give monthly through Patreon. This podcast is just one part of the Jim and John ministry. They also write weekly blogs, have published their first book, and are currently at work on more. Their desire is to produce transformational content as well as offer encouragement and coaching to others. The dream is to see a movement of people who are integrating the work of Jesus into their daily lives, and who are joining Him on His mission to redeem and restore all things. Check out their website at jimandjohn.com, where you can learn more about the Father-Son Duo and gain access to all they have to offer. If you would like to join the Upstream team, consider partnering with Jim and John on patreon.com slash jimandjohn. A link is also available on the homepage of their website and remember there's no h in john. Now let's join Jim and John for the home stretch of today's conversation.
0: All right, we're back. Uh also we'd like to thank our uh producer for this episode, Dan Reese. All uh, right. Yeah, yeah, Dan, way to go. We're grateful. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so uh to kind of uh distill this. Yes or no answer. Okay. Are there moral absolutes? No.
1: no. But there is that, but you must be absolutely moral. Ooh, I just ninja <laughs> your Your yeah. eyes crossed. Yeah. I made your jaw open. <laughs> if we were filming this, it would have been a, a more poignant response. <laughs> so here's how that works. Okay. okay. Are there moral absolutes? Yes, with an asterisk. Because is it wrong to lie? Yes, it is wrong to lie. It is absolutely wrong to lie. But there's an asterisk there in these extremely isolated and crazy places. But here's what you must always be. You must always be moral.
0: Hmm.
1: So what does it mean to be moral? To be absolutely moral, right? Right. It means that I will seek to do what Jesus would do if he were in my skin. It's that I will honor the commandments of God. I will, I will obey the principles of God. And in a place of complex circumstance— I will seek to do what Jesus would do in this scenario in my body. I will be absolutely moral by being absolutely obedient to the heart of God, caring about others more than I care about myself, taking the role of a servant,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, et cetera, et cetera. So these principles that would guide my morality would be I'm going to be God honoring, I'm to be serving others, I'm going to be. Looking out for the good of others and not my own good. This will not be a self-serving tweak to the to the absolute. Sure. So I think you can you can um, be principle centered around moral laws and navigate those so that you are absolutely moral, even though
0: that law you'd say, well, that I see you twisted the law. Right. I think uh, one of the things I've learned as we record, as I often, you know, mm-hmm. I, I shift positions in the middle of an episode, um, is that this whole discussion, cause I, I kind of was, was like, uh, picking at the, mm-hmm. at the, uh, the exposed, you know, picking, picking the scab, finding the thing sure. that didn't fit right. And kind sure. of thing like that. Um, I think with Rahab, it wasn't a, Hey, way to go for lying. It was a, Hey, way to go for, uh, putting your skin on the line for my people. Not only did she put her skin on the line, she did it for a foreign people yeah. who were going to
1: destroy her her city. Yeah. But she and knew they were God's people.
0: Exactly. It, 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 it was and her, really a response to God, not right. to these guys. Exactly. Yeah. And so it wasn't, It's. It, it probably shouldn't be viewed as a, oh, I can get away with this. Right. Right. And in the same way, you know, when, I feel like it's almost the same style of question as when, um, I, it's probably Paul, but you know, the the um, Jacob and Esau thing where it says, mm. how can God love Jacob and hate Esau before they're born? And Paul says, who's the clay Ask the potter. You Why know, did would, you make me this yeah, way? Yeah, it's like, you're asking the wrong
1: question. You're asking the wrong question. And it's interesting as I listen to you say all that, I think people ask this kind of question for one of two reasons. They either want to try to poke holes in a, uh, perfect box or a box that feels perfect or feels legalistic or rules. Sure. Um, uh, can God build a rock so large he can't move it? Yeah. You know, it's trying to just play around with this conceptually. 200 IQ questions. Yeah. And kind of take away your security in some absolute truth. So that's one reason you would ask this question. The other is to justify your own behavior. Mm -hmm. And what we want to avoid is both of those. We want to say, man, I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight. I'm going to, I'm going to trust God. His word is true. His commands are accurate. And so I'm going to live in alignment with the heartbeat and will of God. And when I'm in a situation where the circumstances are unclear mm-hmm. or confusing, then I will I will make the moral choice by – and I think we have the uh, invitation from God to try to seek and be sensitive to his spirit promptings in real time and do what we think is
0: right. That's – I mean, that's good stuff. My My – goal with this was you know those two types was to maybe for people who are in type 3 and they say what I read in the Bible isn't what I'm seeing mm-hmm. on the news yeah you know, I want you to be able to reconcile those um, help with, me with that what do you so, mean so when the Bible says these are absolutely right or wrong oftentimes mm-hmm. as we you know we've we've pointed to some right. exceptions right um, and then you you see a world that is certainly not going to fit into those boxes I you know I think it's important that, that that doesn't catch you off guard. Hmm. And can
1: you give me an example of what, of one of those? I'm I'm really struggling to understand. No, any what you're any of the
0: ethical examples we've already stated. Oh, okay,
1: know? so uh, so you're saying when you see the biblical call not to lie, and then you see, uh oh, I've got to lie or
0: else somebody's going to get hurt for I, that not to trip you up. I'll yeah, I'll make it real grounded. This okay. is a great example. Uh, active shooter outside of Walmart last year. Walmart in Thurston County, right, mm-hmm. right, uh, right uh, by Tumwater. Mm-hmm. Um, a pastor is the one who yeah. shot the of this man. Picture. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, addressed the wounded. He's incredibly prepared. Mm-hmm. Who this guy had shot? Um, he killed the guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. it wasn't wartime. You could call it self defense, but he's also a pastor. So he he there's a whole other layer on there. What's going on there? You know, when you see that, I mean, he's saving lives. The guy wasn't yeah. done shooting he saved lives. And so that so he was being
1: absolutely moral. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was he was stopping the murder of other people. And those are ethical dilemmas, you know, you got it you're driving down a road, there's a there's a cliff on one side and a I mean a a mountain wall on one side and a cliff on the left and um there's a bicyclist in front of you and a semi coming at you or a bus full of people. Do you mm-hmm. kill the guy on the bicycle? Do you hit the bus and risk killing all of them, you or do you off drive the off the cliff and kill yourself? Uh, what's the moral choice? <laughs> you know <laughs> so, right. uh, morality is a confusing thing, and I think that what God would say is hey here's here's my truth. walk in it, and sometimes walking in it is trying to walk through it and figure it out. Hmm. and I think that's okay. I think if we if we need a world that is so clearly black and white and there's never a confusing moment. Man, that world doesn't exist. I'm not even sure heaven will be that way. I, I, I would love it if it is. Mm-hmm. But I think God is such a complex and awesome God. I'm not sure if it'll be a simple place.
0: Sure. You know? Yeah. Okay, well, hey, that's the that's this week's episode. Uh, I really hope that we've been helpful for people or, or instead of <laughs> making things even more confusing, maybe. <laughs> um, but uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. As you heard in the... Commercial. You can check us out at jimandjohn.com or on our uh, no h and the john no h and john on our Instagram, uh, Facebook for for Jimland. That's yeah. where yeah. we use that for, and
1: our uh, and our yeah Instagram. Yeah. All right. Have a great day. Thanks for listening.